You're listening to Salty Believer Unscripted. This is Salty Believer Unscripted. I'm Josiah Walker. I'm Brian Catherman. And it's Christmas. Well, getting there. Getting there. I mean, it's it's snowing it's the outside the Salty Believer Studios right now. It's the season. <laughs> Is the Merry season. Christmas. Someone's Merry Christmas. listening to these later. They're way behind. They're like, no, it's, it's July. July. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So we thought, what better time to discuss Christmas and, and that and some Christmas themes than right now? Christmas in July or Christmas in December? So <laughs> I want to begin with what is Advent? I, I got asked that question this week. That's because you saw somebody making a joke about Baptists, huh? No, it's because we... I put out some Advent family worship guides here at church, and my wife said, what is Advent? Hmm. And I didn't know how to answer her question completely. Was it in the Advent family worship guide? Not kind of, maybe. A little bit? <laughs> some of it, but I don't think the full did you, qu- did you answer grow up is in, in a, there. Did you grow up in, or are you, did you come from a tradition that whatever church you were at did something at Christmas, did an Advent-type thing? Did you do any Not of that? No, really. You know, I was raised Pentecostal, and we never really celebrated Advent. Like, I like I would picture it of lighting candles and seeing a wreath and that kind of like stuff. Like high churchy kind, kind of, of like, yeah, just traditional. I, I never did that. Well, so I'm I'm a Protestant, Reformed Baptist, but I haven't been in a churches that have made this a big deal until actually I kind of learned more about it and started doing some and started, we've done whole series the church we merged with had done series in the past, Advent preaching series, or lighting a candle, or doing a reading, things like that. But here's where my first encounter with Advent calendars came about. Okay. Did you ever have one of those Advent calendars that has every day of December, most people have these, and you mm. open a little door, yes. and there's a chocolate inside. Yes. <clears throat> that is also called an Advent calendar, and it builds on the idea that we're anticipating the days till Christmas. Right. Um so I think people have some experience with Advent, but when it comes to a worship act, doing something in church, um, the most experience they may have is like an Advent wreath, okay, and yeah. lighting candles. And so we've done that. Um, we've done. I mean, you, you walked us. Through, you want to talk this? Like, here's what we do at our church, right? We Sunday morning comes. Sure. It's if we're not doing it this year, we which aren't. is going to make people frustrated because our series. Which I have is a, a question little, about that. Our <laughs> series is a little different, but. Like last year, we did a series through Advent. Yeah. And what was it? You'd start, and what would you do? Yeah. So we'd, we'd kind of open our worship service with a call to worship, and we'd light a candle at the beginning of the service. And each week was a different theme, right? We There's the traditional themes of Advent are hope, love, joy, and that joy candle is always like a different color. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> like, like pink or something. And, and then there's peace. And then in the middle is a, is a white candle that's supposed to represent Christ. It's a Christ candle, So yeah. we'd light a different candle every week, and then it would burn down during the service, and we'd blow it out at the end of service. And, and then, So the next service comes, and we you do a scripture reading. Right. And then When, the, when next, we did the series, though, we would actually preach on that topic. So the right. sermon would be a topical sermon preached on whatever Hope, the... Love, uh, peace, yeah, whatever. Whatever. and we did, we've done that a couple of years in a row. And the, then you light whatever candle you did last week, you light that plus the one for this week, and you just go till they're all lit on Christmas Eve. Yeah, they're all kind of going down, the yeah. they look pretty. We do this at my house. Um, we do this on Sunday evenings at dinner, and we actually used your family advent oh, that you awesome. passed out, which was great. But we do this, and it, it's a it's an intentional worship act. But I think it's helpful if we understand kind of what's behind it and right. what's going on. Like and why I, do we celebrate Advent? Right. And, and I, I think we need to say we really don't celebrate Advent. We use or, Advent as the practice to help sure. us celebrate the Lord. But a lot that of people sense. celebrate Advent, which is why <laughs> yeah. some people are like, we don't do that. Right. But what we're, what we're doing is we're being intentional about 
the waiting of or the anticipation of the coming of Christ. And Advent's a Latin word, which is like Adventus or something like that. Yeah. And I believe it means coming, right? right? So we're waiting on the Lord. Now, here's what... It's not just a Christmas thing. Advent is a Christmas season thing. But the idea is, where this kind of stems from, is it comes from this traditional church calendar. So depending on the backgrounds you're involved in, if you're in kind of a Roman Catholic or or more of a mainline tradition or something that really holds this, I have with me right here, this is the, the Book of Common Prayer, and it also has a bunch of stuff. And in it, it some helpful guides for how to organize a service, depending on which faith tradition you're in. We don't use this, but um, it has these seasons for the calendar. And so what you have is every Sunday, and it usually starts basically the first Sunday after Thanksgiving, falls into one of these. So this starts with the Advent season, and then it has the first Sunday, second Sunday, third Sunday, fourth Sunday. Then you have what's called the Christmas season. So it goes from Advent season, anticipating, to the Christmas season, which is actually multiple, which is multiple Sundays. Um, <clears throat> the first Sunday, the second Sunday, you have some things in here. Then you have the Epiphany season. And then in this particular calendar, and I don't, I'm don't, i going to look at another one I have, you have the Lenten season, which I think is like the Easter, it's not Easter season, it's preparation for Easter. So right. here's all, and every one of these Sundays right. falls in a so season. So like Ash Wednesday. Yeah, so people who are participating, yeah, yeah, Ash. so the first day of Lent, or it's also called Ash Wednesday, and then you have a series of Sundays of Lent. And then you have Holy Week, which uh, most of us are familiar with that, starting with Palm Sunday. Yeah. Um, then you have the different days, and depending on what faith traditions you have, you might have Maundy, Thursday, um, Good Friday. Most Baptists celebrate Good Friday, so we know that one sure. pretty well, right? Yeah. Holy Saturday, and then you have the Easter season begins. And in this particular thing, it starts on Easter Eve, which is a Saturday, and then the Sunday of the Resurrection, which we call Easter. Now, pretty much every Christian tradition I know celebrates Easter, but there's a whole there's a whole series in here where Sundays following the Easter season have a certain number of Sundays because you're building up to the Ascension okay. in sort of the church calendar, and then you have uh, Pentecost, so the day of Pentecost or uh, Whit Sunday or whatever they call that in the more formal right. sense. Um, then you have a season after Pentecost, and there's some pieces there. And then in this calendar, they call all the rest of the Sundays. Let's see what do they have here. Um, let's see, last Sunday after Pentecost, Holy Days, or what this particular church tradition calls in the calendar. But if you look, so I was involved. I was involved in a. Um, I really enjoyed this. It didn't go over very well because we mixed too much stuff and it made. We equally made everyone upset about this. But uh, this is um, the. Uh, Tyndale Mosaic Holy Bible. It's kind of a meditative type Bible where you have different things to devotional things, and then it points you to some scripture readings. Well, we decided when we put this together, um, we decided to, this was years ago, but we decided we would follow the uh, calendar, that church calendar, to figure out kind of what the devotion should be and whatever. So it does the same thing. It starts with, I'm going to the, the beginning of each of the meditations. So Advent goes through the four weeks of Advent, and it gets the same things we just looked at. I think the next one they have is Christmas week one, week two. Here's, um, <clears throat> I wrote some stuff in here and contributed, did some stuff. With. Then uh, Epiphany week one and week two. This is kind of after Christmas, and I think this has just to do with your thinking through Christ's life, Christ with us, things of that nature. Then you get to 
Sorry, I got to flip pages because we didn't think to just put the whole calendar in summary <laughs> sure, in one spot where I can find it. So I'm and still in the kind of like an orthodox. It can be orthodox, or I think the Lutherans might do some of this, or um, some Reformed church still sure. hold to some of this. Uh, but you're using the church calendar so that you're thinking about those various aspects of your worship throughout the whole year. So right. the whole year, you're kind of going through the life of Christ, the work of the church. So then you get to Lent if you do that sort of thing, and then I'm getting through some of that. And then you have Easter, and I think they called. I'm trying to get to what happens no, after can. Easter. So um, I was going to ask you when this church calendar maybe came about or what the origins I of this don't, were, but I think that's a really good question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I could guess, but I don't know. Sure. But, but while I was thinking about asking that, I remembered that, like, in the Bible, there were events, too, like the Festival of Booths and the Passover. And there were... Yeah, so this isn't, like, an unbiblical thing to do. Right. Okay? It's it's Because in the Old Testament especially, they were remembering things. And it's amazing to me that the things in the New Testament actually happened on <laughs> events that were celebrations of the Old Testament. Exactly, yeah. Okay, so, like, so Pentecost was a celebration it was different once the holy spirit fell and and that you know and and then um passover was when christ was crucified like right so so it, there is this idea now this calendar we're talking about doesn't necessarily follow it exactly the same way with like all the exact same festivals yeah. but the concept is still the same i think this probably started at some point with an organized church trying to express how do you plan and how do you do worship and what does it work around and how many weeks and so i'm sure that had a huge aspect of what to do with that so in this particular calendar this is what i was looking up after pentecost they just call everything pentecost week one pentecost week two week three week four i've seen another calendar that calls it like ordinary or normal years or ordinary years or church years just to kind of get through the end of the year and then you circle back around after thanksgiving you're back to Advent. And, and the idea, though, is to just work through this. So in this Mosaic Bible that you're looking at, is there kind of like a little study to go with each of these weeks? Uh, it's not really a study. Or? It's more of like a... So what we did, not to get off on a tangent, but like... So you have a week. We took... The goal for this was to take artwork, writings, quotes uh, from every century of since Christ started the church at Pentecost and from every continent. So you have... Things from all kinds of different culture, quotes from all sorts of different centuries to just show the working of that. So here's some artwork, and then I wrote, and the modern writers wrote some things to the devotional. Here's a quote from Charles Spurgeon, and here's Albert Barnes, and here's, you know, uh, scripture readings, and Ambrose of Milan. And, and so I thought it was really cool. The problem, however, is everybody could find one person they didn't like. And sure. so as soon as he did it, like, oh, that's horrible. You included that person, and we <laughs> right. think he's terrible. Sure. You have a quote in there from the Pope. Yeah, the Pope from, like, the... F- 14th century Yeah, or seriously, like, oh, my goodness. Just it, so, But anyway. So, so why is Advent important? Like, why oh, do people celebrate that? Then? It's got goods and bads. Or utilize that tool, I should it, say. It, it's good and bad. Um, I think to understand the value of Advent, let's start with the, let's start with the negatives. Okay. Let's start with the dangers of Advent. It becomes so traditional... Like Lent. A lot of people are pretty... Cu- like some people really value the practice of Lent and the idea of that calendar and these Sundays and yeah. fasting. And they like that calendar. However, they make it such a thing that that becomes their entire church experience. Sure. That becomes the thing. And instead of focusing on other things, that's it. The other challenge, the negative in that, 
is it kind of pushes you or it can push you into doing certain things that you wouldn't that you so you do it every year so let's talk about advent on the negative side right because it also is a positive advent on the negative side is what if you do an advent series every year for christmas right and you do topical sermons every year right where it's love joy peace hope you know and then if you have a sunday that's a christmas day then you have the christ candle or whatever um we did the same series a couple times in a row pretty soon you're missing out on a lot of other aspects of teaching the whole counsel of God. Right. And so I like doing an, an Advent thing. You could do an Advent reading on the topic, then you preach on something else. But we're preaching through books of the Bible. So we're preaching through a series that really covers uh, Genesis, really all the way to Revelation, the way we're doing it, uh, looking at how God dwells with us, how we've broken that relationship, how God's restoring that relationship. Uh, it's dwelt among us. So we chose not to really focus too heavily into it. And then could we have lit in a candle and used it in our call to worship? We could, and we probably will next year. Right. But this year we decided to make a little bit different focus. So if you get too chained to the calendar. Right. You can get locked in. To, yeah, you're so locked in that you can do nothing different. I didn't right. want us to get to that point with these traditions and our liturgy. So we wanted the freedom to do more, which is the nice thing about being Baptist or, or whatever the case may be. We don't, we're not locked into having to follow this calendar. Right. The other part of the calendar that can get a little, that can get a little uh, good, that's helpful, is that it does teach you about some of the cycles and some of the things. Okay, there was some time that passed between. If you're just reading, sometimes you forget that Jesus was with his disciples 40 days after the resurrection before he ascended. Right. And you can think about that and go, oh, okay, that's great. And you can think about right. the anticipation and the longing of the advent, the waiting, the waiting of the coming, the, like all that. That's that's wonderful. Um, the other hard part about like the traditional candle pieces, love, joy, but sometimes we miss that we're supposed to be longing and waiting for Christ and we're right. anticipating the coming. And So sometimes that calendar can get us skewed. Yeah. But back to the positive, it can really push that there is a long history of the church. There are celebrations we should remember. Um, we just, I like the freedom of not getting too locked into tradition. Right. So that's what, have you, so you're doing, have, did you do an Advent at home or? Have you done so? I love it at my house. Yeah. Do you do something at your house? No, I love doing it at home too. Yeah, and sometimes we, I feel like I always start out strong and then I just fizzle out. And sometimes okay. I miss a week or you something. Get two candles and the rest aren't good. You know, hey, there's a school your... rehearsal and stuff, so I miss it. But um, well, here's what I love about this one. So you put this together. I love it. this. Is the Family Advent Guide 2022? Oh, it's from Lifeway Kids. So you just yeah. you printed this out. You made it available. We did this uh, literally just. Sunday night with the family the first for the first week and it asked some questions it's kid related it had a craft so now we're building a nativity so my kids made a yeah. they made like a little Mary and Joseph that you cut out the feet Pete and it's peace and they stand up and whatever but it sells week one peace and it gives you scripture reading so we read the scriptures here's some questions talk about it ask some questions it made for a really great family devotion right and sometimes that, I, when we talk about family worship sometimes we can overcomplicate what that looks like at home but what I love is this tool just facilitates discussion and yeah. sometimes it's hard at the end of a long work day or long school day it's hard to maybe start conversation well, at the table here's what happened i mean for us we started talking through some things we did the reading and there was a question of like when were you afraid waiting on the lord and yeah. my wife and i were able to be, get really vulnerable and say hey you know uh when we had the miscarriage i was afraid but i was even more afraid when then we had lydia we're waiting for her yeah. to be born and having gone through you know all that and she can i mean we're waiting and we're anticipating, and, and it was a good opportunity for us to show how important it is that that's 
pales in comparison right. to waiting on the Lord and here's how he came through. And it just really opened up a lot of conversation. And we wouldn't have done that had we not had, we have an Advent wreath, which has the candles in it and we have all that stuff. Right. So, and what I, I love know, about so. Advent is, is it's just a tool to help point us towards Jesus, to help yeah. draw our focus and our attention to that. Which let's be really honest. There's plenty of people that have some of these tools in their life. And they get really excited about it. It's football season. This is a season when I eat chips and sit on the couch. Oh, There's we're a season up, for eating chips? We're coming up to <laughs> hunting season. We're coming up. We do things in life in seasons. This just takes some of the church story and puts it into seasons. Yeah. And we all, in one way or another, do this. I mean, if you go to some some Baptist churches traditionally, oh, it's coming up to VBS season. I was going to say, the, <laughs> it seems like the Baptists sometimes have an even more complicated calendar than what we've read today. But right. well, what's your favorite thing to do as part of Advent? Like, what do you like most about recognizing Advent or, or using Advent to kind of celebrate the Christmas season? I think, I think this is why I like Advent the most. I like that almost immediately my entire focus is on Christ constantly. So every Sunday night, I'm being reminded. Sunday yeah. in the morning, I see the Advent calendar or the Advent, not the Advent calendar, the Advent, um, the Advent cal- candles on my dining room table, and you I'm have like, like a little wreath. At yeah, home. and I'm like, okay, and I'm getting excited for Christmas, and it just keeps my Christmas focus on Christ. Yeah. Um, the Advent calendars my kids have traditionally have does not. That keeps their right. focus on chocolate. Oh yeah, the, opening the door, getting the chocolate. Opening the next door, getting the chocolate. <laughs> However, I like this candle thing, and I. It's a nice slow down the process when everything's chaotic and haphazard. And I feel like when I was a kid, that advent calendar with the chocolate pointed me to Christmas Eve when I got my presents. But as an adult, kind of using an advent four-week type study guide really helps me to just hit the pause button during the Christmas season when it's busy and it's hectic and you're shopping and you just get caught up in everything else. Just really pause for a moment and focus on Christ. Absolutely. So, yep, in fact, like <laughs> recording this podcast, I even got an alert from the Dwell Bible app saying that I should look at an Advent uh, uh, devotional <laughs> on their app. So. I think it's getting, I think, it kind of ebbs and flows in popularity. Yeah. And sometimes you see people go, oh, we want to, it sounds too, sounds too Roman Catholic for me. I'm out. Or something like that. But that's not really the case. It's, it really doesn't have to be the right. case. Kind of pick and choose and kind of work through it. I do want to say this isn't like some biblical command. Yeah. You know, this is just an add-on tool like you're talking about. It's a devotional method. It's sort of like doing resolutions at the beginning of the year, right? It's just like that. It's interesting because in high school I dated a Lutheran girl and they did Advent. I thought this is kind of weird and lame and just because I went to a different church. But now kind of looking and understanding Advent, I find this really refreshing. It's it's a little more helpful if you're in a church with a steeple and a stained glass window and a big pulpit compared to a giant building that has you know the yeah. the giant stage and all that because the on the giant stage doing advents a little bit less intimate right whereas like in you know it just sure. really depends, depends but doing it at your home is always i think wonderful absolutely i like it any closing thoughts uh i would just encourage if you haven't done it and you're a week late and you're hearing this or yeah. two weeks late that's okay just say hey, let's just jump in right. or really think through it and be mindful of it for next year. Yeah, think through it for next year. At the end of the day, it's just another tool or way that we can just hit the pause button, focus on Jesus. And at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. Is that's right. Focusing on Christ. Until next time. Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening. Find more information at saltybeliever.com.